I want to welcome you back to um, Living a Whole Christian Life. It's Dr. Jim Schrader. I hope you've been having a great week, and I'm excited to be with you again as we take on our sixth edition of this podcast. So last week, we talked about the three E's of life, endurance, empathy, and emotional regulation, and really how they frame everything that we do, both our intent and our purpose and our motives in many ways, and allow us to execute the roles and um, calls of our life. But as we enter this week, we're really going to be talking about how do we maximize the three E's. And we begin with the idea of what the framework is for holiness with the WH. Again, much of my material here comes from the book Holiness with the WH, the unified pursuit of health, harmony, happiness, and heaven. So we begin this series on anxiety today. We're going to talk a few weeks about anxiety. It's such an important piece in regards to how we live our lives and really the framework behind what holiness means to all of us. And we begin with the most repeated phrase in the Bible. All of us have heard this from a very early age all the way up through to this point in our lives. And the phrase is simply variant of four words. Do not be afraid. Over and over in the Bible, we hear this. God says to us, do not be afraid. Bring your anxiety to me. And so we hear this, whether we think about it as fear, anxiety, nervousness, whatever we call it, we know that there is a real emphasis on what we do with our anxiety in our lives and how we understand it. We've all experienced anxiety in ways that is just uncomfortable, undesirable, even embarrassing. I know when I speak to all of you out there, we've had very common experiences and we've had unique experiences. But I think we can say that anxiety in itself is not a pleasant thing to experience. Even times when, when things are going well or we're excited about something that's coming up, there's something about that nervousness, that anxiety that makes us pull back and gives us some uncertainty that we don't like to feel. But we can't get away from it. And so what we're going to do beginning this series on anxiety here is we're actually going to turn the tables a little bit. So often we think about, oh gosh, I don't want to feel nervous and here I go again. And how do I get away from this? How do I avoid this? We'll talk about the major focuses of anxiety next week. But this week I want to turn the tables. And for all the negative experiences, for all the negative press that anxiety has, I think we actually have to know the good news about anxiety before we can ever move forward with how to manage it in our lives and how it's actually very much a part of our faith and what we do with our faith. So the first piece of good news, and this may sound kind of funny, and I don't mean this in a flippant way, and I certainly mean this with all sincerity for all of us who've experienced anxiety, is we have to consider that dead people have no fear. Now, I know that seems like the most obvious statement you're ever going to hear. You might be rolling your eyes as you're listening to this, but I want us to think for a second that if you are having any kind of anxiety, or if you're listening to us now, whether you're having obsessive compulsive concerns that never go away, or, or you have fears about getting in front of people, or you just have worries in general about the future, whatever it is, remember, you have to be alive to have anxiety. And what that means is that not only do you have to be alive, but you have to be conscious enough to register that. And you have to be aware that there's something to be worried about in the first place. And so if we think about this idea, again, I know it sounds rather obvious, but dead people don't have anxiety, which means when we're feeling nervous, we are alive. We are conscious. And in many ways, we know there's something that can be improved on. And so we begin with that idea that the good news is that there's life behind the worry that we have. And here's the second piece of good news, is that everyone experiences anxiety. And I mean everyone. 
If you look at from the scientific research side, anxiety is the most common psychological complaint for kids and adolescents and adults alike. It's experienced universally across the world at all cultures, all creeds, all communities. People feel worry. They feel fear. They feel anxiety. And again, you might be asking, why is this good news? Well, here's the great news about it is that if we all have it, then you know what? In some ways, we can all be patient with each other and with ourselves. So often in my life, going through my 20s, and it was a period of education, and I felt like constant evaluation, I was really, really hard on myself for the anxiety I felt. I'd sometimes say to myself, why are you so worried about this? Like, it's not that big of a deal. You shouldn't be so anxious about this. You've done this so many times. I'm sure that things I'm saying to myself are similar things you've said to yourself. But what I started to realize was, number one, that was just not helpful. It was just kind of beating myself down. It was putting myself in a bad place. And number two, it was so disconnecting. You know, it was as if I was the only one who was experiencing anxiety in that way. That I was the only one worrying about things for the hundredth time. But the reality is actually that we all experience anxiety. And so if we really think about that, we really consider the fact that it's the most common psychological complaint the world over, maybe, just maybe, we can have more patience with ourselves. Maybe we won't beat ourselves down if we're experiencing anxiety, but instead, and again, this will come more next week, we'll consider what it's saying to us. Number one, you have to be alive. You have to be conscious to have anxiety which is good, even if you don't necessarily feel like it at the time. Number two, everybody experiences it. In fact, they experience it more than everything else. And number three, this is a really good piece, and I think that gets lost so often, is that some anxiety is actually good for you and I. Now, you might be asking yourself, what do you mean it's good for you and I? Well, here's the thing. It's actually good for a lot of reasons. If we lacked anxiety at all, we would really struggle in a lot of domains of our life, in our relationships, in the jobs and tasks that we're asked to do. But you know, one specific area where there's been a lot of research is that we would struggle just to perform in ways that we really want to perform. And so I'll take this onto an athletic field. The research has looked at anxiety and has looked at what provides for optimal performance. And there's what's called the upside-down U-shaped curve. So, you know, imagine this, that if you're thinking about performance on the y-axis, that's the vertical axis, and you think about level of anxiety across the x-axis, which is the horizontal axis, what we see is that no anxiety at all and too much anxiety leads to problems with performance. No anxiety is almost as if you're not even ready for it. You're not even caring or putting conscious effort into what's going on. And then on the flip side, too much anxiety kind of overwhelms the system. It doesn't allow you to really think and respond immediately as you need to do. But in the middle, there's a real sweet spot. And that is, and it repeatedly found throughout scientific research, that an optimal level of anxiety actually enhances performance. It really allows for the best possible ability to respond as you need to respond, to think critically in the moment, and really cohesively put together whatever performance you need to put together, whether it's on a stage, whether it's on a playing field, wherever it is. And so it's neat to think that not all anxiety, in fact, for performance is bad at all, and some anxiety is really optimal. Number four, number four, another good reason for anxiety, another good news about anxiety, and that is that anxiety itself is really a messenger. Now, again, I recognize that the messenger 
can often be really unpleasant, right? The messenger can be something that we really desire to avoid. But here's the important thing to note, and we're going to go further with this. And this is a messenger, whether it's a spiritual messenger, a physical messenger, or as we would say, just a whole messenger. But anxiety as a messenger tells us a lot about what we need to preserve and even enhance our physical, our psychological safety, even our social safety, and especially our spiritual safety. Without the informant of anxiety, we would really be in a bad place. We put ourselves repeatedly in situations where we could be harmed, or we repeatedly put ourselves in social situations where we potentially would ostracize others from us. So as much as we don't like the feeling of getting nervous as we approach someone to talk to them, or as we get up in front of someone, you know, even to deliver a presentation or whatever it is, anxiety is actually really great at about informing us about how, again, to preserve the safety that's critical for our lives and our communities. And so this is the situation where I know that as that heart starts just beating and I've, gosh, so many times gotten up in front of people or, or even just in a meeting and I start to think about saying something and boom, 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 boom. You feel it. I don't know if you feel it the way I do, but I think a lot of people feel that like really your heart rate just picks up and you can kind of feel the autonomic nervous system just picking up. And you start thinking about the anxiety like, oh gosh, what if it doesn't stop? What if it doesn't slow down? Am I going to be anxious? Am I going to blubber all over myself? But the reality is, again, it's, it's preparing you. It's preparing you for performance, but it's also kind of preparing you to preserve what's good. The fifth good news about anxiety is that for all the negative things that we might consider about it, it's actually a wonderful precursor to empathy and really care for others. Now, again, like anything, it can be overdone. It can go too far. But honestly, when you think of anxiety, I often say this with families or kids I work with who experience a lot of anxiety. Over and over and over, parents will say to me, and I've even seen it with my own kids, you know, they are really anxious, but they are some of the most empathetic people I've ever met before. My, you know, my, my child, my son or my daughter, they just are really constantly thinking about how other people might, might feel or what they're experiencing. And so there's a real reality that if we removed all anxiety from ourselves, which might seem rather pleasant sometimes, we'd actually be removing the fabric of our humanity, in many ways, the fabric of our connection. And let's think about this even at the youngest of ages with a mother and an infant child. And think about how that mother considers what's going on with that child, the different cries, a cry of pain or cry of hunger. My wife, as a mother of eight, always reminds me of this, that it is a physiological, instinctive urge to feel nervous when you sense that your child is not in a good place. And imagine if that didn't exist. You know, imagine for situations where you didn't have that just automatic response, that sense of nervousness that something needs to happen. We would lose a ton. We would lose so much in the care of our children, in the care of our loved ones, and our connection with each other. I just want us to consider that these good news about anxiety, that if we have this fear, we must be alive and conscious and have a potential for improvement, that everyone experiences it. It's something that we can normalize, that we can connect around because we all deal with anxiety to some extent. That some anxiety is good for our performance, for what we have to do in each of our roles. And that anxiety itself is designed to preserve and help our safety and well-being. 
And in the depths of our relationships, anxiety is one of the pieces, in some ways, the glue that provides for connection. It's interesting when Franklin Delano Roosevelt uttered that phrase, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. What we don't often hear is the second part of that phrase, which is, namely, unreasonable fear. And that's the key here, is that God's design says we need to have some fear, and certainly fear of God being the ultimate fear. We need to have some worry. But the question we're going to ask ourselves as we go forward on this series of anxiety as we frame holiness is, is anxiety mobilizing us in the roles and calls of our life, or is it immobilizing us? Is it creating a sense of static existence, or is it causing us to be dynamic beings? Because the reality is, is that if anxiety is mobilizing us, then in many ways, that's the best thing you could feel. But if you're being immobilized by your fear, well, in many ways, that's where we have to step away. And I wanted to kind of mention the one last thing about anxiety. You talked before about the fact that everyone experiences it. I think it's worth saying, and this is really kind of an interesting scientific finding, that when people are asked about whether or not they would judge someone negatively based on them feeling anxiety or depression or whatever, 90% of people say in general that they would not judge people negatively. They understand that all people experience this at some time. And so most people say, yeah, it's, it's part of life. It's okay to feel nervous. It's okay to feel anxious. But ironically, on the flip side, when people are asked about their own stigma, their own sense of how others must perceive them if they're anxious, it's almost the flip that 90% of people perceive that they would be negatively judged by another for experiencing something like chronic anxiety. So at the end of the day, what we can best do for ourselves is to free ourselves, right? Free ourselves from the stigma. Free ourselves from the fact that we have to be so hard on each of us, including what we do each day, and free ourselves from just beating ourselves up. And when a time comes and you're feeling nervous, as I loved, it was, it was probably a month or two ago, our principal stepped up in front of a crowd and there was a big program at school. And you could tell she was kind of like flushed at the moment as she hadn't seen people in space in quite a while with all that's been going on the pandemic. And she simply said, wow, I'm so excited to see all of you here tonight. I'm almost not ready for it. I, I feel a little bit nervous. And then she went on. And I thought it was such a wonderful thing, such a neat thing that she just took a moment to acknowledge where she was at and then proceeded on as if to say, hey, you know what? Connect with me. I'm excited, but in my excitement, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. And as I was sitting in the crowd and I found myself doing this over the last few years, I just found myself saying a little prayer. You know, dear Lord, as she stands up there in front of all of us and, and leads us in this program, help her feel a sense of both excitement and calm as she goes forward. Because as I was saying this prayer, I was hoping to myself that others, when they see me in the same place, would be willing to say the prayer for me too. Because none of us like the feeling of potentially losing that control with what comes when you feel worried. But oftentimes, what we really need to understand is that we are not losing control at all, but rather we're actually connecting with the people around us. And I think that that's one of the biggest lessons that I've come with anxiety that has given me a great sense of peace over the last decade is my life has kind of transformed in many ways 
is that I've recognized that instead of anxiety being the worst potential messenger of what is to come, it actually might be one of the best ways to just relate to what is now and to what people feel. So as we go forward, don't forget that anxiety, there are some really good pieces of news about anxiety. And we have to recognize the good news before we can go on to even consider the better news. Hope everybody has a great week. Be holy, be whole.